0: The Eastern Conference has look, really two of the best teams in the NBA, obviously, with the Celtics and Bucks, and it looks like now they're going to get Chris Middleton back on Friday, Sean Little of MSG Networks. Uh, we can get to, obviously, the Knicks if we'd like to at some point here, but when you just look at the East as a whole right now, I mean, there are obviously a lot of expectations coming in for the Celtics, or uh, for the Bucks, With Chris Middleton returning to Milwaukee, does that then elevate them over Boston in your eyes, or do you still have the Celtics as the best team in the conference?
1: First things first, Ryan, I'm yeah. so happy to see you on Packer week. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, gonna say
2: me, you know get, no, 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 no. Give it to me really quick before <laughs> you get, to, get, just give it to me. It's a big week. And I know you, I know you've been waiting for this. No, nah,
1: man, I, I, I want us to lose. I want the draft pick. So uh, I'm just, it's just been a very enjoyable NFL season to see you guys struggle it's it's been amazing actually
2: <laughs> thanks Sean my parents got divorced in the third grade you want to talk about that <laughs>
1: yeah I, I understand hey, hey, that was the last time you guys weren't good was probably the third grade so hey gonna, hey I was gonna leave yeah. the bulls alone nerd, but, I'm, but, I, but I'm a fan <laughs> too so <laughs> thanks for
3: having
1: me guys yeah switching over to the NBA of course Getting Middleton back for the Bucs is obviously a big get, right? He's their third, and let's be clear here, he's their third best player. I, I everyone says he's the second guy to Giannis. J. Rude Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. the second best player on that team. He's number three. He's still a great addition, obviously, when he uh when he gets back for the Bucs. But right now, nobody is messing with the Boston Celtics. Offensively, they are just a juggernaut. They they are super locked in. Adding Brogdon was a massive get they needed a guy that wants to handle the ball wants to run the offense they kind of just threw Marcus Smart into that position last year and it it worked and they looked really good and we know they went to the finals and and took an L but this year they have just unlocked a whole new level on the offensive end I mean they can literally score 140 a night every night and they're looks like they're trying to so no, Boston's uh, is number one in the league right now for me Middleton or no Middleton.
3: Who do you think is the best team in the West? Because it feels very compact, right? And I I think the easy answer is probably Suns, right? But we know that the Suns are a regular season monster and have had some, some interesting struggles, even though they did make it to the finals two years ago in the postseason.
1: Yeah, it's super, it's super jammed up over there. You know, everybody's two, three games out of first out in the West. I think the answer is the Suns, though. I feel like I always come back to the Suns, and we've tried to, us in the media try to find ways to disrespect the Suns and discredit them. But overall, they have the chemistry. The Aiden thing has seemed to blown over, and they're playing well. And Booker seems to say, hey, okay, Chris Paul is not going to be around for right now. We'll see him when he comes back. But I'm just gonna go out there and get buckets. I'm not gonna shoot any threes for the most part. I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get to my rib, my mid-range game and go to work. But it's there's a lot of good teams in the West. I really love the Pelicans. They're a lot of fun if they can get everybody on the floor at once and and do that for a stretch, which nobody does in the NBA. But yeah. <laughs> when they do get all their guys back and play uh, a bunch of games, they'll start to move up the ladder. I like what Denver's doing. There's a lot of good teams in the West, but I will go with the Suns because it's a it's a proven squad. And uh, Chris, when Chris Paul gets back, they'll be even better.
2: Sean, I got to do it. Actually, man, the Bulls. I just I, I, it's bas- <laughs> I call it basketball. I thought it was going to be basketball hell. Like I tried to
3: tell you last year. I thought like well, I, yeah,
2: so everything. Sean went to hell when I moved here. Okay, check this out really quick. <laughs> um, I hate the East Coast. I hate DC. So I'm living in, in I'm living in the Midwest, right? Green Bay Packers, best team in the NFC North, 13-win football team. The Chicago Cubs, believe it or not, were in first place when I moved here. Three months later, I'm walking down to Nats Park to wave goodbye to Chris Bryan as they're trading him away. Uh, Everything's kind of falling apart in my life. The Bulls were the number one seed in the East. Lonzo? (laughs) Remember Lonzo Ball? Yeah. I
1: do remember He was hitting 40% year.
2: from 3 and still be he was still one of the better on-ball defenders in the league. Uh since then, since I moved here, everything has fallen apart. DeMar was a nice story last year. They overpay for Zach and Vooch, don't even get me started on Vooch. Vooch has actually been all right this year, but the Bulls are terrible. They're a bad team and today I wake up to Billy Donovan signing his extension, which we knew was coming. Where are they going? Because this isn't even basketball. Hell, this isn't even a team that goes to the first round and gets gentlemen swept by the Bucks. This is a bad team, right? So what do they do now?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I hate I agree. Um, The I agree. Coming into the year, we were kind of in that spot where we felt like we had to pay Zach, so we paid him. And we, I mean, the Chicago... You see the hat? You see I'm taking... No, we're we guys, around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we guys. Back, yeah. back to the glory days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's 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 not good right now, and they're in that spot where you're middle of the road. You know you can't really make a deep run in the playoffs with the roster you have, but you're also not bottoming out to try to figure out a, a higher slot in the lottery. Demar is still a good story, but he can't carry the squad by himself. We clamored for a point guard for a really long time. That was what we. That was what was wrong with the team. We got one. You saw how good they were playing. With Lonzo Ball running the show, Lonzo goes down. We're right back into a situation where we're not very good. Zach doesn't look like that's going to go down as one of the worst deals that the Bulls have signed. I believe. I hate to say that. I'm a Zach fan. I just think he's. I just think he's going to break down. I, I don't think he'll be able to play more than fifty games over the next couple seasons. It's going to. It's that 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 contract's really going to start to wear. And then I'm still waiting on Pat Williams to do something. I. Really quick, actually, I had a really good conversation. And and Zach, I want you to jump in on this too. We were talking about the Bulls player development. I think that doesn't – it gets overshadowed. No one talks about that. I think the Bulls player development is one of the worst in the league. Yeah. We talk about Wendell Carter. He goes to to Orlando. He's a lot better. Campaign. Dude, Campaign. Was one of the worst basketball players on our team. One of the worst basketball players I've seen. Ever. At the point guard position. He had no business being in the league. Then he goes to Phoenix. He goes down to the G League. Comes up is an impact player, and then you see what Laurie Markman is doing. He's absolutely unlocked a whole new level. We know he was playing under Boyle, and that was never a good situation. But there's a lot of question marks around the Bulls. That's my squad, and and a lot of these young guys. So now I get I get paused to like move off of Pat Williams because I see all these young guys across the league who are hooping that were once with us, and it's like maybe the problems internal. So right now I don't know what they do. It's 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 going to be. They're going to have to be sellers here eventually. I just don't know when that's going to be. All I'm going
2: to say is, like, imagine if Nick Nurse was running the show there because you want to talk yeah. about player development. Like, look at the Raptors. What they do. All those guys were G League players. Van Vliet was a G League player. Yep. Pascal yeah. Siakam was mm-hmm. a G, G League, League player. player. OG. Oh, I mean, like, all these guys. And look what he does. And, and great point about that, man, because all yeah. these guys go elsewhere and then they're NBA players. And, and yeah, it's just, it's been a problem for, well, since 1999.
0: No. But, yeah. Yeah. You could be a Knicks fan like me and, yeah. you know, have to deal with that which is even worse talking to sean little msg networks uh bet mgm tonight you know i I look at this Cavs team i I was really interested to see what they would look like once they got donovan mitchell and obviously with darius garland there's you know look some semblance of growing pains they got to learn to play together these are two stars but they've done relatively well donovan mitchell's putting up mvp numbers this year when you watch them now they're plus 200 to win the central division but they got to deal with the bucks obviously what's the ceiling for cleveland this year
1: the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. they're that they're that good. I really like their that whole roster, and that's another thing it, with Garland coming back off because they looked really good without Garland. Right, Mitchell was just purely here's the rock, pound it, score, and then the rest of the guys had a mobile score when needed, and then we'll play a lot of defense. Jared Allen, the game. we know how they're constructed, but. Garland coming back in the fold, it'll take time to, to, to get some chemistry in, in, until they start to get rolling. Chemistry is a really big thing in the NBA that we don't talk about enough. Look at the, the situation in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That, that that situation wasn't working. Cat goes down, and all of a sudden, they look solid last night. They beat Memphis at home. Ant gets more usage. That's a big thing for them. We know that um, Ant-Man is a monster, so... Chemistry is a really big thing. It'll take some time for those guys to get rolling, but I really like Cleveland. I really like that roster construction, and that's the team that can slow up Boston a little bit. We saw it earlier in the year when they went heads up. That was the lowest-scoring game Boston or one of the lowest-scoring games Boston's had all year. They match up really well with Boston. I think that's a fun matchup. I really think the Cleveland Cavaliers can go to the Eastern Conference Finals.
3: Let's stay with the Timberwolves. Do you think, Sean, there's a possibility – that they could trade Carl anthony Towns. Uh, they obviously made that trade for Rudy Gobert, which an executive told me might go down as a, as a top five worst NBA trade of all time, like Danny Ainge fleecing again on a new team. Uh, obviously, they made that for Carl anthony Towns, but that's not really, you know, a four spot is not really what he does well. Do you think that there's a possibility they trade Carl anthony Towns? And what do you think is realistic to get back for him?
1: I don't think they end up moving Cat. I think it's one of those situations he just got the big deal recently. He's that, he's kind of embraced that franchise in that area. I, that, that's a big thing when we talk about moving pieces out of there. But what could you get for him? You could get a lot for Cat depending on the situation. I'm I, i I'm not a big picks guy. I, I, We had a joke earlier this week. I was talking to some other buddies and we were talking about, look, you could just be Uh, one of the best GMs in the NBA for six to seven years if you just stack picks every year. You never have to win anything. Just be like, hey, I have tons of picks, guys. Don't worry. We're going to make something happen. Then go get some more picks the next year. Then go get some more picks the next year after that. like, oh, yeah, I'm good. We'll we'll be good in five years. Don't worry. And then next thing you know, it's seven years, and they haven't done anything, and they still have a bunch of picks. But I don't think they move Cat. I I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play now with him out of the fold. But it's going to be interesting because that, the Gobert and Cat thing, wasn't working, and now Gobert just really gets to go back to what he does best: hang out in the post, not have to worry about spacing as much. That's a big thing. Those two big dudes—they're—they they're, were clogging up a lot of space for D'Angelo, who's trying to play a little better. And Ant Man, um, his usage is is going to go up, and it'll be fun to watch those guys. We'll see.
0: You know, Sean, my Knicks are stacking picks, so you know they've got a they've got a bright future, right? <laughs>
1: Listen, I, I, I work for the I work for the Knicks. I work for the network. I really like what the Knicks are doing. The Knicks are very similar to the Bulls in a lot of ways for me, where they they have players. They don't seem to when it when it comes down to it, they don't compete with the big boys. They beat the they beat the Pistons three times this year. That's a big chunk of their wins on the season. And every time they go up against a really big team, they'll play tough, but they can never close it out. We we saw it with Memphis last week we saw it with Giannis and the bucks last night Giannis files out they have a chance they come back and tie the game they, they they end up blowing it they get a bad shot from rj barrett to close the game out there so they're very similar to the bulls in the where they're just like a middling basketball team it's it they feel just like playing squats so it's gonna be tough but they the i love the Jalen brunson pickup he's a monster yeah he, he yeah. can really hoop and he's and and uh He's just a. He's always been like that too. He was a killer in the Chicagoland area in high school. Remember when he gave the middle uh, when when he he flipped off the
2: crowd in the third place game? Were you there for that by chance? His his dad was like,
1: "There for that," but
2: I I was there for that.
1: (laughs) I do remember that man. He was awesome at Stevenson. He was a really good player. So I'm glad that that's working out. When he's on the floor running the offense, you could tell how much it calms the the whole the whole offensive flow down. Julius. Seems to get in a little bit more of a rhythm, and RJ still trying to find his slot and and kind of figure out what he's going to do there. And but it's it's a uh, they have picks, they have uh, an opportunity to potentially get better. There's a lot of things off the court that people are talking about that yes know, could could also help the franchise. Yep. But I don't. That's, that's where we're. That's where we're going, Sean. That's where we're going. Me, me, where we're we'll going. So
3: <laughs> I just want to give you a scenario. We have less than a minute. In terms of the fan base, say Tibbs does get fired, would you rather, for the fan base, rather have Ime Udoka as the new head coach or Quinn Snyder?
1: Oh, oh, I love, I love what Quinn did in, in Utah, but Ime seemed to turned uh, unlock the switch when when he made that move last month, January or February for the Celtics. It's uh, if if you want to deal with the PR nightmare that's just like the Cleveland Browns are dealing with, then you sign Ime and and try to get wins and hopefully that'll cover it up. But I would I would take Ime just strictly from a player bonding type of situation. And um what he did with the Boston Celtics last year was impressive.